0: it's another at the time of recording bright and early post-game morning i'm joined well i'm jack hussey to trunk and i'm joined by raj baines how are you doing mate
1: why did you say it so questionably you you gave yourself like a you know, no questions asked this is who i am sort of almost i need no introduction then you said my name like in a tone as if you weren't sure if I was here or not.
0: I'm just undermining your uh, self confidence, mate. That's all I'm doing. Do you know? Well, you I mean? know my
1: just... self confidence is <laughs> Teflon.
0: That's true. It's 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 up there with shelve all the problematic stuff. It's up there with Trump in it, really.
1: Oh, thanks, Jack. That's well, that's, um, that's, that's on, what man. I wanted to wake up to.
0: Do you know think? Mean? Well, i would say what I've had to wake up to, mate. Is uh, a, f- a slurry. I'm going to say a slurry, not a flurry. A slurry of WhatsApp messages from a Liverpool supporting friend of mine.
1: I'm glad you said WhatsApp messages because you told me you'd been to the toilet before we <laughs> recorded this, so I didn't know where slurry was going.
0: Uh, well, no, it didn't. There was no success on that part actually. Oh, I, that's a shame. Well, it's a cup of tea instead of a coffee. It's always always a rookie yeah. error on that one. But um, yeah, a, a Liverpool supporting pal who. It's actually bemoaning... Did you
1: not use the Squatty Potty? Is the Squatty Potty not sort of, like, guaranteed success?
0: It, it, it's not guaranteed, It's oh. uh, but it, it it is good.
1: I but, was led to believe that as soon as your feet touch that magical contraption, it just falls out of you.
0: No, not quite, but it, it definitely it helps the... Uh, it, yeah, impressive. it does help the passage of play. It okay. does. All right, anyway... It's look, good at recycling possession, should we say excellent. that? yeah. yeah we we'll make we we'll we'll add some more football it's, you know metaphors into play um but yeah a liverpool supporting friend who's been bemoaning his side's bad luck this uh this season and you know he thinks the front three are not fit for purpose anymore that they're not actually that good that they only benefited from a good system and it, just all this sort of crap that you know is I mean they're knackered and uh, in my opinion you know they're just they're emotionally spent the level the level that they've played at since that season they lost the Champions League final to Real Madrid has been quite frankly astonishing but it, he apparently now doesn't put much stock in that that he thinks that Klopp kind of you know just invented the whole mentality monsters thing I guess and uh, they've actually just played very good football but it it got me and it got us thinking, I guess, just slightly off uh, off air before we started recording this. What would Spurs have to win for you to not give a shit for a decade? And I think it would pretty much align with even a fraction of what Liverpool have achieved the past few years, right?
1: Yeah, well, I think we said this at the time, and that like, we were in in the running those couple of years with like Leicester and Chelsea and stuff. Is that like? If I was to watch Tottenham win the Champions League or the league or in consecutive seasons, do what Liverpool had done, sort of a thing, I'd. I, I, literally, I'd, I'd not take ten years off supporting Spurs. No, no, just, no, no. I'd just stop caring about results. Like genuinely, I wouldn't care. Like if we went down, I wouldn't be embarrassed. Like I wouldn't be that invested because I'd just be like, I, I've seen Tottenham win things and do things now that. I'd never imagined I would ever be able to see or sort of revel in. So you
0: you'd get those. I think things like North London derbies, right? Yeah,
1: I was about to say the odd game I'd get up for, but like
0: you'd get the buzz. But then I think even if you lost it, if it was like yeah, okay, Aubameyang's wheeling away after scoring a ninety-second winner, you'd be like fucking bastards. Put the oh, Chopper
1: well. League final eyelids back on. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's it. Gone. Go. Go. Win that. Then you can't. You know, it would yeah. be that sort of thing. So, yeah. I mean, he he can just Tom. You won't be listening to this, but uh, you can do one, mate. Basically, Liverpool. Were you were you shocked no, this sympathy.
1: morning that your Liverpool supporting friend was weird?
0: Uh, no, he's always been. He's one of those that he literally after they beat us in the Champions League final. Took time out from not just enjoying the moment and living it to start messaging me with the ha 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 oh, Y N W A. And I was just like, I, th- I think a little piece of our friendship died that day. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, I've, does... I've known him for a long time. And mm. uh, it it was, it, I just kind of thought, mate, mate, really? Mm. Come on. I,
1: I almost prefer now, at my big age, when I play other teams and Tottenham inevitably beat them, I don't really mention it, and then people no. will notice more that you haven't said anything, and they'll go, "Oh, you've, you." I was expecting a text from you or something. I was just like, it didn't really matter that much. Like, it was, I was expecting us to beat you. It's not really that, and that mm-hmm. almost to takes the pleasure away from them that they are kind of like, oh, we're insignificant. I'm, I'm mainly on about that like, Leeds fans and that like, when we did them. Earlier on in the season, like 3 0, and that, and they were and like, my mates in the group were just waiting for me to pile in or whatever. And I just I didn't say anything, and they were all just like, Oh, you're, you're quiet. And I'm just like, Oh, we beat a newly promoted side 3 0 at home. What do you want me to say? sort of thing. And they were just like, All oh, right. And then when I got to work, and like, they were similar because they were Leeds fans as well. And they were like, Oh, you're not saying up today. And I was like, No, like, what, what do you want me to say? You were shit, and we weren't like. I wasn't expecting any different. And I'm like, all oh, right. I, I do kind of just do that now. I just, I almost enjoy the taking the high road and then seeing yeah. people almost scramble for that attention of of you having beaten them. It's a bit weird. Because if, if the shoe was on the other foot, if Leeds beat us now at Ellen Road, oh, you like, I won't hear the end of it. But I'll know that I wasn't like that when the shoe was on the other foot. So I, I, you have to you have to sort of. Manage I'll, your own uh, your behaviour.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I kind of I don't know, there's that sort of thing now where I dunno, I just think I, I just can't really be asked for the whole like grandstanding thing. I'm just I'm just happier that Tottenham are doing well. That's this, where I derive my pleasure from, not yeah. from the misfortune of somebody else. Other than and I've got to say unashamedly, probably my few gooner mates who I still will give the yeah. A- have that you fucking shit house after yeah. you know after we've beaten because purely because genuinely
1: that's what the rivalry is about
0: it is and also like the first half of my life was made a total misery by yep. them you know like well
1: I've got um I've got two cousins one's uh, both from Barking and one's a Man United fan one's an Arsenal fan and we sort of if we're not talking about family stuff because weirdly we've all all three of us grew up together and we're all sort of within two and a half years of each other in age, and we've all got married within 12 months, or are, are going to be. Um, so if we're not talking about that, we're talking about football. And um, yeah, I grew up and Spurs were comfortably the third best team in that scenario, and <laughs> yeah. now we're not. Um, it's just enjoyable to occasionally, if I'm going to give anyone a stick or ask questions of anyone, it's those two. Uh, and because I'm the youngest as well, I always have that, like, childlike joy of like jabbing my older brothers and it's quite nice it's um that's where i go for it for a bit of banter i suppose but when it's when it's family and you know it's genuinely coming from a place of love it's a bit different uh but when there's like when it's friends or acquaintances there's kind of like a an edge and a spikiness to it that isn't necessarily enjoyable um and you are kind of just being a prick at some points um but yeah is what it is, sort of a thing. Like, I'll, I'll only ever do it if, if somebody kind of invites me to, to say something. Like, my missus is um, old man, he's a Leeds fan, and the other night, like, he was like, oh, we're not too many points behind you. I reckon we could sneak and finish above you this season. I just kind of sniggered and looked at him, and he was like, what? And it was just that dismissive level of like, oh, why aren't you fucking necking that? Um, don't, don't, people from supporting that sort of a club don't, don't enjoy. I think they, they kind of, they expect you to give their club the same level of like credence and respect that they do. And if you just kind of dismissive and treat them like a...
0: Well, It's like West Ham, isn't it? It's a yeah. Similar, similar yeah, en-
1: enjoy your one good season before everyone leaves sort of a
0: thing. Yeah. Well, uh, a team, speaking of edge and spike, a team that is about as edgy as Times New Roman on an A4 piece of paper is Fulham. And uh, we just we just beat them away last night, which yeah I'm going to say on on reflection is a very good result. Fulham are, Fulham are in a very good moment. They're playing very well. They've got a very good defensive Ooh, record. Oh, you've had very
1: continental manager there.
0: I have. Yeah, you know I'm 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 adopting the yeah. the syntax. Speaking English of, like
1: it's your your second language.
0: That's it. That's it. Um, they are, but they're yeah they're a good side they they're they're playing well. Clean sheet, three points. Hugo was really good last night. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to praise Hugo anymore, mate. He's, yeah, Hugo uh...
1: was. Re- he, it was one of those Hugo performances where I was kind of like, oh, why the fuck are we even entertaining the idea of him going anywhere and bringing in Nick Pope as a replacement? But um, that's a conversation we can have another time. I'm I'm com- completely like uh, I'm not on the Nick, Bo- Nick Pope Nick like I think we've said this in our last show, but just. The more I see Hugo play, I'm just kind of like now. I'm all right. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, as
0: I've gone full continental manager, I'm going to go full over the moon English manager now. It mm-hmm. was definitely a game of two halves. Um, oh, yeah. You know, first half, Spurs pretty commanding. Although we were only one nil up, we created a lot of good chances. Fulham played, Fulham played their socks off. They, had to, you know, I think they had to work very hard to contain us, which you can't really blame them for. A team that's got Son, Kane, or what is it, Shag? They're referred to now. Son, Harry, Ali, Gareth, um yeah. And it seems to be going well. Undombele was understatedly brilliant, like absolutely superb. Um, for me, I I thought Delhi was. Probably our best player in the first half. I thought the way he he was just everywhere, was moving the ball brilliantly. He was picking out, picking out runners like. I'm so glad to have him back in the team and in this sort of hungry vein of form. Um, But yeah, we did. Yeah, we didn't score as many as we could have done. I think Kane missed that sort of guilt edged header, didn't he? Um, Which would have been nice.
1: Quickly mention Harry because he seemed a bit off last night because um, on a normal night, he would have scored two, at least, without even thinking about it, and it would have been far more comfortable than well, it was. Well, he had those
0: two chances. He had the header in the first half, and then in the second half, that that sort of through ball from the mella that yeah, just yeah, yeah. got away from him.
1: Yeah, but usually that's the sort of ball that he just... There's a, yeah. an amazing first touch, and then just a simple finish on the end of. And I, I was expecting it to happen, and he's that good, and he plays at such an absurdly high level that when he has those chances that are even just slightly more than a half chance and he doesn't score you kind of just go oh that's not that's not like him like he's better than
0: that it just seemed like with with both of those chances to me i feel they're just both in, indicative of a player that's knackered because it seemed to be a, a kind of power generation problem in that like with both of those efforts it just seemed like he just couldn't get his full force behind the ball um I just think he's knackered. I don't know why Vinicius wasn't on for the sort of latter part of the latter part of the game for him because he was flagging out his ass. Hoybier as well. Um, I feel for yeah, the lad. You mentioned
1: this uh, doing the insta live, but he's suffering from the fact that he just has nobody else to come yeah. in and cover for him. He's just constantly fucking um having to play because there's nobody else that does his job even half as good as he does it i was interested to read recently. Um, the club was seriously considering bringing Harry, um, not Harry Wink, sorry, uh, Oliver Skip back early from Norwich, given that he's playing that well. Uh, but they decided just to to leave him there and so he can sort of experience automatic promotion and all that sort of shit. And he's definitely going to be part of the first team next year, as you know, touch wood, as long as he's not injured or anything. So it's, that'll be good then. But um,
0: it's that side of me, though, do you. Because I think it's definitely good. I'm not, you know, I think one of the main things about Skip that, you know, I think is promising about him making the transition now back into Premier League football is that he finally actually looks like he has a man's body. And I don't mean this in some gamony, toxic way. I just mean, given his age and everything, it looks like he's finally filled out. He's kind of had that growth spurt that Harry Kane had. Um... When Harry Kane kind of went from that awkward sort of gangly teen, twenty something, to suddenly just looking like a bloke, Skip looks like he's kind of he would be more suited to the physical rigors of the Premier League, um, and he always. Well, if anything, it's of... going
1: to be more physical than the Championship, where he's getting kicked every fucking game. So he's, um, if anything, he' all got used to it now, and it'll be a bit of a joy for him to come up to the Premier League and. The Taste of the game will be a bit different for him but um physically i don't think you'll have any issues yeah. it
0: is i don't know there is something that's still tempting for me about letting him have a full season in Norwich's team in the Premier League as opposed to piecemeal appearances at i think Spurs. we need him
1: more than, yes. more than Norwich do yeah. our, our squad our squad's too thin to not do without him um and if we're going to catch him we should catch him at the crest of a of a sort of um Confidence with, rather than letting him come up play for a Norwich team that's going to get spanked every week uh, in the Premier League, and then he sort of he feels shit again. They may as well come into a decent team in the Premier League.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess on the flip side of that, though, you could say it could sort of burst that confidence if he's getting benched and having to sit there and wait for opportunities in Europe and not really getting any momentum.
1: Yeah, we'll be in the Champions League next season.
0: That's true. That's true. I like I like that way of thinking. But yeah, I do just think we're a bit knackered, but I I, I didn't... Everyone is. Yeah, exactly. I don't I don't really want to sort of buy into any idea that there should be more rotation going on because we are rotating and as we saw with the Liverpool Chelsea game, I mean, look at Liverpool. They are they are they're on the beach already. They are dead on their feet. I
1: I think that's. I think it's more at Liverpool. I think they're at the end of a rotation and yeah. cycle. And um, I, I, I think I texted it to you the other day. But if if Klopp makes it to the end of next season before fucking packing it in, then uh, I'll be shocked. I reckon that's his expiry date. Then no, I reckon he's um, he'll either walk or it'll be one of them where he announces he's leaving. Because I um, I can't really see him staying beyond that. Because it, it seems like one of those where. He's won everything he's going to win there now um, and he, he's going to have to stay for another three, four years to rebuild it. And I can't can't see him wanting to do that just because the pressure and the fucking intensity of uh, that fan base and that media circus around there is, is just a bit much. And, and the bloke himself looks like he could do a fucking year off. It's so.
0: Pochettino, isn't it? It's kind of it's. It's got that feel about it. Just the emotional and probably genuine physical spentness of just I need a bit of a break. Yeah,
1: like, and these blokes are like in their fifties. Like, yeah, it, it it does. It will catch up to them. I mean, it's not fifty is not as old as it used to be, but it's still. They're still old.
0: Yeah, uh, I'd be interested to to see if. I mean, he might not go for it, but if even like somebody like Madrid went in for Klopp, I wouldn't be overly surprised, but I wouldn't expect them to, if you know what I mean. Like after Zidane goes, if they don't get, if, if say, Spurs end up with a Nagelsmann. If...
1: I could say it would be more of an outside um, Barca Juve type of thing. Definitely he's on Bayern's uh, radar, and we'll see what That's happens after point. Flick goes. Um, but the other the link I saw the other day that, that apparently had worried Liverpool hierarchy, which you never really under, didn't know if if it's the truth or not, is the German national team job. Interesting, um, but it might be a bit that might be a bit soon for him. That kind yeah. of feels like a, a step down from club football. But you know, you actually have a chance of winning something as a Germany manager. So maybe it's not.
0: Yeah, yeah. Take the yeah. Bring the World Cup back to the. To the Germans, um, yeah, could be interesting. But I mean, yeah, uh, in terms of like negatives from last night, I don't think we can escape from Matt Doherty's performance
1: again, can we? Really? No, I think we've we've kind of we've treaded lightly around him, but I I just felt sorry for him last night because he, he clearly tries, he's clearly putting an effort in. It's not it's not for a lack of of trying these performances. He just it consistently seems out of his depth, and we're asking things of him and expecting things of him as we should do with a starter at Tottenham Hotspur at the level where we're playing at and wanting to play at. That I just don't know if he's ever going to reach. It kind of it seems if one of those, it seems like one of those signings that if he was going to kick on and be a, a player that contributes, he'd have had to get off to a good start, mm. and he hasn't. Um, and I can't see him really regaining that because. He's he doesn't have the confidence of the manager. He doesn't have the confidence of the fans. When I tweeted what I tweeted last night, similar to what I'm saying now, you know nobody came out in support of him. Literally everybody, and these are you know people that will follow me and interact with me are, are reasonable rather than you know gaminy types or anything. And and they were all going look <laughs> shit. So if people like and it was quite funny last night, like I tweeted you some words to that effect, and then. You were like, "Oh no, he's played a lot of football. I can't get past that." And then, like five minutes later, my dad texts me and goes, "Docket is shitting it." And I it to you and went, "Look, this is where I'm getting it from." Um, so it's 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 one of them where I kind of feel yeah. like you need to put him out of his misery. If we can get our 15 million quid back and and um, and send him to another Premier League team, like he'll do well. And I think he, if he goes somewhere where less is expected of him and they're not trying to win every week and they don't want him to be. Great defensively and good going forward. I can, well, the one thing I mentioned last night was, um, because I was reading that story about Jamaica trying to get a decent team together, and that would be actually quite nice. I'd love to see Jamaica have a decent it's, team. But...
0: It's tidy, isn't it, as well, that potential yeah, yeah, starting yeah. eleven.
1: 11. Um, is, uh, is Max Aaron's at, at Norwich? I'd yeah. kind of have forgotten about and I was like, look, it's, it reminds me a bit of the, the trippier transfer, but um, he's a bit younger, and, and there's a few more club's interested in him but if we could chuck Doherty that way as like a sweetener and go look here's a Premier League ready right back that's worth 15 to 20 mil um and you've got a replacement already for you for your kid and we'll take him off your hands for another 20 30 mil or whatever you want and that's a a win-win for us we get somebody off the books that that probably shouldn't be there and we get somebody in who's potentially decent but Maybe a bit of a right-sided Cessignon, but um, apparently
0: lampty's You can pick him up for twenty odd mil. I don't know if it's a release clause or something, but I've seen it floated that he's. He
1: just seems like he's all pace, though. Like, do I want Aaron Lennon playing right back for me? I'm not sure, <laughs> and that that might be slightly disrespectful to Aaron Lennon as well because he was far better for far longer than Tarek lamptey has been. So it's one of those like uh, we, we definitely need uh, one new right back, if not two, because. Yeah. um Mourinho's men have definitely been out uh, briefing the press about how uncoachable Sergio is, and usually would say that's Mourinho being unfair. But um, Sergio has proven now for two managers that he really doesn't listen. He's been a lot better this season, but um, by no means is he sort of polished or the finished product.
0: No, I mean I. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I mean, when I when I sort of stick by Dorsey, I think he's. I still think he deserves a bit more slack. I wouldn't get rid of him yet, but I'd see him more as just that trippier player, as a squad player, as somebody that I think can probably be quite solid, quite dependable. And I do think it's a factor that he's played a hell of a lot of football. I think
1: you've just got soft in your old age. You're the, you're the man that wanted to uh, cancel the contract of Moussa Dembele at one point in time. I think, <laughs> I think you should just sell the man we bought from Wolves for peanuts and, and move on.
0: Maybe, maybe. Um, but, you know, that's sort of, I but guess... It's only
1: so long you can try and invest in these players and give them time. Like, we've got aspirations on the football field. We can't constantly be giving people two to three years to find their feet at the club, like... You're a professional footballer. You're coming at a Tottenham. You're gonna to know what is expected of you. If you don't reach that level, like if we can get rid of you for a decent price and make our money back, then other clubs wouldn't even think twice about doing it. So I don't it's, understand it's, why. Why we?
0: Yeah, but it's just as I mean the difference between us and a lot of other clubs though is that we're sort of trying to punch at a level that is an elite level, and we don't. Classically spend at an elite level, so there is always going to have to be a div- an air of us having to develop players, right? Like we yeah, with, but there's
1: a difference between punching up and then volunteering to have one hand tied behind your back. It
0: just I suppose, but lots lots of people would say that about Ben Davies, who I think now again, if you're talking about Ben like Davies is me, never old ben me Davies... versus me now. Ben Davies is yeah, he's he's. He's limited and he's somebody that in the past I've just been ready to do away with. But now I'm I'm looking at last night and I've seen people be like, oh, look, you know, this is indicative of how bad we are without Regan." I, I don't think Davis did anything wrong last night at all and I don't think he was a detriment to the team. I think Davis, if anything, was particularly solid last night. I think he played very well and I think he, he was decent in possession. I think he got the ball moving pretty well. I think he linked up pretty well with... And son, whoever was kind of flicking around in front of him, and yeah, all right, we we don't have that thrust that we have with Regium, but when we've got the sort of front four that we do, we do it like we, like we were saying sort of before in messages. I think there's this there's a propensity amongst Spurs fans to beat Davies for what he's not, but we've always known what he's not. We know he's not a dynamic all action kind of roaming fullback but what he is is he's solid dependable i mean i think the way i framed it is i've i can't really recall any horrific performances from ben davies or any catastrophic errors from him there might be the odd one here or there that somebody's going to say actually don't you remember that time yeah all right fair enough but you can say that of any player but in terms of consistently I think Ben Davis is a solid, dependable Premier League player. Who I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it now, Raj. I'm gonna say it, mate. Walks into the matchday squad of any Premier League team. That's what I'm gonna say. Doesn't mean he starts for any Premier League team. But what I'm saying is he walks into the squad, the matchday squad of any Premier League team.
1: What do you say to that? I don't necessarily disagree. Um, the thing I do disagree with is. The fact that you discuss Ben Davies and Matt Doherty in the same breath. <laughs> ben Davies has never put in a performance as inept as Matt Doherty has several times this season. Like we know he's limited, but he's not been an actual detriment to the side. Like his
0: deliveries, pe- his delivery last night, Doherty in particular was. Well, that's awful. the thing.
1: Like he was supposed to be good going forward as like yeah. a wing back, and like okay, maybe he's defensively not as solid as he could be, but. There's a couple of times where there was just no need for him to be that bad putting the ball in, and he was just booting it out of play. And it's just like, come on, lad, that's uh, that's shit.
0: there was one when Bale had like shifted and made that little kind of he'd sort of sold the sold Fulham's sort of fullback yeah, and then yeah, managed yeah. to thread that little ball through to Doughty, who just kind of <laughs> looped it up into the sand. Remember, like Hugo's old kind of goal kips that would just stay in the air for like half an yeah. hour. He's sort of putting a cross like that that everyone just sort of looked at each other a bit like, All right, cheers, mate. you know, which uh Yeah, I mean, it wasn't wasn't particularly good. A few decent little players at Fulham. I think Scott Parker's done I'm not an advocate for Scott Parker being the next top the manager, but he seems to be doing an alright job and he might he might just save them, I think. I think they look like a tidy little outfit and you know, they I it would be nice to see him stay up. But uh, I don't. I'm not sure they will really. Um,
1: I don't really care.
0: No, no. <laughs> to be honest, although uh, no, actually, I, I care purely in the respect that I like going to Craven Cottage as an away day. It is. A... That
1: um, speaking of Craven Cottage, that that camera angle was an abomination. Like it oh. genuinely felt like an old UEFA Cup game. <laughs> On Channel Five. It, it wasn't
0: fit for purpose at all. If you if you can't even put a camera in your ground, you know how like you know after the um the I should really know the name of this the the report that means it basically after Hill. Taylor part, Report Taylor Report meaning that everybody has to have kind of seating yeah. in stadiums to the Premier League. I think there should be like an addition to that where if you have a camera angle as bad as that, you you can't come up either because
1: well the one that's at Liverpool's new ground or new stand or whatever, That's even though it's not like that, it's even worse, in my opinion, because you feel like you're 10 years away. It's like you're sat at West Ham watching the game. Like, I hate that camera angle. Um, but, yeah, it's, it was just really strange, especially when it came to the near side and it, and it was like you're watching kids in a, in a back garden because, like, you're watching them literally from a bird's eye view. It was just really odd. Uh, but, obviously, they're having work done there, so we'll, we'll see.
0: Were you? uh, I guess just one final thing on the Fulham game. Actually, were you annoyed at all to see? Did it? Did it feel like a message or anything like that from Mourinho that he subbed Bale and Deli at exactly the same time?
1: No, I think they're both having have been injured and are very good at picking up muscular injuries. Haven't played first team football all that regularly for a little while. Um, we want to keep them as fresh and as and as together and hungry for the next game from the start Touch wood, and we needed fresh legs um, so I, I would have in the same position I would have probably made similar substitutions to be honest because the last thing you want to do is is push one of them too far or, or both of them too far and one of them pick up a, a muscle strain or something and all that momentum and all that goodwill is lost so I can't really complain as long as like I said in that live last night as long as the result of those substitutions is that they both remain in the starting lineup for the next match. You're not going to hear a peep from me about that. I, kind of, I, I understand the logic behind it and, and don't really argue with it.
0: If you are wondering what Reg keeps referring to when he's talking about the live last night, we do now have an Instagram channel, Rule the Roost Pod. So follow it and you can see our lovely boats after the game as we talk about. The match we've just watched—it's
1: mm-hmm. quite good, I think. It well, you—you you release them as little bonus pods as well, so people should be getting them. In. If you yeah. you subscribe to the podcast, you should get them in your little feed as well. I do. Your your hair was looking uh magnificent last night. It's um it's it's taken on even more length than the last time I'd seen it.
0: It's it's weird. It does have these sort of growth spurts, and yeah, it's like plat- It's like kind of weight loss, but it's hair gain. It's yeah, you plateau, and then it suddenly changes in about a week but yeah this is this is a year of growth now which i if I, i'll i'll send you a, a picture of air of like what my hair was like at this same point last year it's uh it's pretty it's pretty stark i've never had hair this long before it is quite interesting
1: how long are you gonna go with it
0: oh it's too long already i am gonna get it cut like now
1: no you're going it. back to skin fade or are you gonna like no no
0: no i'll keep it sort of longish i think now it's I'm in the next I'm in the next kind of chapter in my life now. I don't I don't wanna be that fella that's still got the same haircut I had in my sort of early twenties when I'm in my sort of forties, fifties. Yeah. I mean? think
1: I'm gonna go the opposite way to you when um when I start changing my hair for for age reasons, is I am just gonna I think I might bick it. Um, You're gonna pep it? Yeah. Not not fully bald, but just like number one all over and uh and yeah, and just keep it short. Cause I'm gonna, I am definitely gonna go bald at some point, but not fully bald. I'm gonna go, I, my my crown will go like my granddad's. Uh, but I'm lucky enough to be tall enough that most people don't notice until I sit down. Like it, my hair is, there's a lot of it is voluminous, but it's um like it'll, it's quite thin and straight, like poker straight. So if I don't have it cut regularly, and if I'm not on top of the styling, then it just it completely loses all shape and, and sort of... um so it go Lego-y? Yeah, massively so. Um, there's a very un-PC way of describing what type of hair I, I have that I cannot say on air, but I'll, I'll tell you off air. Um But it's, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's troublesome. So I reckon I'll just... Because um, I quite enjoyed it. Like this time last year, I just got rid of it uh, during first lockdown because it was kind of a thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and I kind of just enjoyed like the low maintenance of not really having to worry about washing or drying it too much. Obviously, I still washed it, but like a pea-sized amount just to actually wash the tiny bits of air that was on my head. Um, but if I could have that professionally done in, in 10 years or so, then I'd, uh, I wouldn't i say no to it, to be honest. I, I kind of got a kick out of it. But the other thing, actually, getting back onto Spurs rather than this uh, this tangent is um, I want to kind of praise the back too because um, I think we'd said in the last game we want to see some consistency in the defence, and the fact that Toby and Sanchez have started a few games together, we're actually seeing the benefit of that. Toby looked decent, and Davo put in a few great challenges last night. There were a few odd, shaky moments, but not as many as usual. He um, got
0: a bit lucky on the pen, didn't he? But, uh, I mean, it was a bit of a war crime of a clearance.
1: Uh, yeah, it could be, but I think you're Nitpicking at that point, I think it was largely. You, you
0: literally messaged me about it at the time, you know. No,
1: and what when I when I just what just texted you his name? Yeah. No, that was me praising him. I thought that was a fantastic challenge. Oh, I thought you were. I thought
0: you were laying into him for the clearance.
1: No, no, no. I thought that was a fantastic last ditch challenge. I th- that was what I think I texted you when I said when I said his name like that. It was um that was praise because it, it made like a. Last man, last ditch challenge. Fulham were about to walk the ball in, and he was the only one making a sticking a foot in. And I thought it was fantastic to to get back. There's a there's level of speed and athleticism to him that we just none of our other defenders have, and, and nobody else would have been able to make that that challenge. Um, so I think it was it was fairly decent last night, and he's he put together a few fairly decent performances. So he's going to get his his confidence back. It's just we have to keep playing him and Toby together. So. Whether that means when we play Dinamo Zagreb, we start. Well, Rodon's not even in the fucking Europa League squad, which I don't understand the thinking behind. But if we play Jaffet and uh, and Dyer at the back for that or something like that, then that's fine. But I don't want to. I don't want to break those two up now because if you play Davinson next to Dyer or Turby next to Dyer or, or mix it up again, then. That sort of familiarity and confidence they're building in tandem just kind of gets lost because the guy next to him is not going to be on the same level as them, and and you just kind of drop what you've created. And uh, I'm not I'm not really in for that.
0: Yeah, I I I agree. I do. Yeah, I mean, I I, I still worry about Dia or about Sanchez. I always think there's going to be an error in one of them, but. Let's go with Alderweireld and Sanchez at the moment because they do look the most solid, don't they? And that's so yeah. you can say. I think we've,
1: um, I think we might have reached a point with Diane now, and um, this is the th- this is the difference between him and a Ben Davies. Is Ben Davies knows his limitations and isn't trying to overcome them in a way that is detrimental to his performances. Uh, he's not over ambitious, um, and that might sound like a negative, but it's not really. It's almost like it's not playing it safe, but just playing to his own strengths. And, you know, he's he, he doesn't really seem to be one that'll kick up a fuss by dropping in and out, being a squad player. You know, yeah, he you know when he does start in the Europa League game and stuff, he's got the armband and that. So he's clearly got standing at the club. Where someone like Eric Dyer doesn't know his limitations, is trying to play beyond them, does want to be better than he, he possibly can be. And that does create more problems than it doesn't. Like, he, he does put the... Early on this season, he did put a good string of games together, but he hasn't been good since. And and sort of, he's somebody that is clearly aspiring to be a starting player in a certain position. And I don't think we can facilitate that much longer. So he's the type of player that, if we, you know, shop him around and get a half decent bid for him, that we should be looking to move on. Even though he's been a fantastic servant for us, he was amazing holding midfield in some of our best Pochettino teams if he wants to be a starter at a club in in a decent level and, and be playing at centre-back then Tottenham probably isn't the long-term club for him but if he's if he's happy filling in every now and then and, and playing where you need him to and not necessarily being centre about but you know playing the odd game as a foil for high beer or something then fantastic but I don't think that that matches his own ambition so if it's kind of one of them where he'd probably be best off elsewhere and everyone else would be be happy for it. And at a point where we'd probably still get a half-decent fee for him, not the 50, 60 million that Man United would have given us a few years ago. And um, We've already spoken a few pods back about the fact that, you know, there's a few of them we've hung on for too long and not got the money for mm-hmm. that we should have done. Danny Rose sat there rotting the sort of 60 million a few years ago or whatever from Man United again, so...
0: Um, you'd imagine there's still a good at least 20 million Eric Dyer, right? Oh, at least you'd, you'd hope. But again, like... Well, who knows the COVID pricing, but... Well, you know. well,
1: this is the thing that, you know, clubs are so desperate for players and not to spend money on things that these are good assets to have as as sweeteners, as sort of uh, make-weights in other deals. If we wanted to go to Palace and offer him in and kind of go, oh, can we have... Uh, Zaha or Inesi, and sort of as part of a deal or something, then we could. um... Here's
0: Eric die for Eze. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I definitely know what you mean. Yeah, Yeah. no, no, and it's a fair point. I'm just saying it more from the the perspective that it'll be, you know, way well done, Palace. You know, good luck to you. Um, Yeah, it is a bit. It's a shame, isn't it? Because you know, you don't really want to. Dig someone out for this kind of thing, and uh, you yeah, know you're not in the you're not in the fella's head. But I think there's a with players like Dyer, where you know they are, true say, limited as a as an actual footballer. That there are these errors in them. What can sometimes pull players through who are of that bracket is an uh, is a kind of almost a sort of deluded self belief, a kind of. Unearned confidence, unearned swagger to them that can see them maybe perform at a slightly higher level. I w- I would honestly say, uh, and it maybe does him a bit of a disservice. And I I don't really mean it to sound as negative as it comes across. But an example for me is somebody like Jordan Henderson, who is a very limited footballer in my opinion. I I I honestly, when they're probably both at their best, I don't think there's an awful lot of difference between somebody like Henderson and Dyer but Henderson has he just seems to have a bit more belief a bit more and when I say a bit I mean a lot more belief and confidence when you have somebody like Dyer that seems to just be in his own head as much as he is and I totally get this is pseudo psychology as well that you know it's it's the stuff of the pub philosopher but you know, you can quite clearly see that Dyer is somebody that just is a confidence player. And I don't think you can have both of those pieces in tandem. I don't think you can have a player who is limited and probably or at least prone to error or knows that isn't that great, but also knows it. I think you need to have a player who who is like, well, whatever. I can beat anybody on my day. And if he kind of maybe could adopt that more, then he's somebody that we could work with. But I think we've seen enough from now to know that, you know, yeah, when he was with Pochettino, when he was playing alongside Musa Dembele, who pretty much every single footballer who I've seen asked, whether they play for Spurs or not, who is either the best player you've ever played with or against, they all seem same as. Even Jack Wilshere said it the other day. I don't know if you saw that. He he said, no. "I've I've played against Xavi and Iniesta, and I would still honestly say the best player I've played against is Moussa Dembélé." Which you know, I mean, <laughs> it is Jack Wilshire. So you yeah, know, how far you take that as uh, the the intellectual powerhouse opinion? I reckon
1: but, one of us still could play in a midfield with Moussa Dembélé and still look decent.
0: I'd be better than him, mate. I don't know, you know, speak for yourself. Like, I'm fucking class. If it if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for that time I turned my ankle when I was fourteen, like, I would, I would I'd be somebody. But now I'm a fat man doing a podcast. You know, That's just because you've
1: got David Ginola's hair doesn't mean that you are <laughs> Ginola.
0: It's not David Jenner's, you know, it's Potch's old hair, mate. All right, that's that's, yeah, that's his, his hair never for. got
1: that long. Oh, oh, you mean back in the day, dude? Yeah, it?
0: yeah, back in the day, Potch. This is this is mm. this is PSG Potch.
1: Is the missus a fan of the long hair or is she encouraging you towards the barbers when they no, she
0: likes it, she likes it. So, you know, that's 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 is it all added good. some
1: extra spice to the marriage.
0: Um, I'm not gonna go there, mate. <laughs> Um, Nobody needs to hear it But uh, Crystal Palace uh, They're up next this weekend They are absolutely horrible At the moment Um, You'd be hoping that we're going to carry on This form and see to them right
1: Yeah I think when we um, When we spoke about Fulham and Palace together we said that Fulham was going to be Out of game so the fact that we came through that one Is good and I think we should probably touch On the fact that I think somebody tweeted this. or or said it on the the aforementioned live. Is that that's one of those games that we would have um, we would have dropped points in a month or two ago, and the, the sort of the pattern of the play in, in that we sort of went one nil ahead and then then build on it. Although we we shouldn't have done them, we we had the chances to, um, which we weren't doing a month ago. Um, is it, one of them games where we would have conceded, but I think we we sort of the fact that we rode that out is probably a good thing, and and but. I hope, hopefully, that doesn't encourage a regression into that defense-first mindset again. But Palace should be the more uh, inviting game for us because they, they they are they are more open. They do want to attack a bit more, but and they, they actually are quite good at catching teams. So that's somewhat of a concern for us. Um, but we need to yeah. But this is one of those, those teams and and sort of fixtures where we're in form now and they're not, and we should be looking to. To do them, drum them two or three or four, because uh, we have the talent to. Them. We kind of have to have that ruthlessness and that single-mindedness ahead of games like this, and I'm actually, I'm actually quite looking forward to how we play. it. It's entirely dictated by how strong we go in the Europa League, so that's that's kind of a question that we need to to sort of consider. Is what do you think he's going to do? Do you reckon he's going to play the the first team on Thursday and try and finish the the tie in one game at home, or do you think he's going to rotate?
0: I think he's going to rotate. I think he's still going to... I mean, this is... (sighs) Europa League is... I would say still... that bit harder to guarantee, as it is with any cup, a Champions League place, right? I still think now the way the league is opening up again, it doesn't seem as insurmountable for us to finish top four... Um, than kind of chuck all the eggs into the basket of winning a cup competition, which is I think there's a lot less control over. I, I, I was starting to subscribe to the idea, even just a couple of weeks ago, that we should be chucking everything at the Europa League. But now that the Premier League has started to open up, I think still just about top four, is probably our most likely route back into the Champions League. Um, I think
1: we've looked out as well that this is a one of the kind of ties uh compared yeah. to the other games because had it been a had it been a AC Milan or something like that, then we would have had to play the first team to give that tie the respect it deserves because you know, Mourinho wouldn't have wanted to play a high profile game and not show his best hand. No, yeah, I, I, I don't one,
0: think you will take them for granted by any means.
1: But. No, but I think we can we can treat this one a bit more um, a bit more like a one of the earlier rounds than we we might have done otherwise because um, you know they they only beat Krasnodar to get through, so it's not as if they've you know done anyone spectacularly good to sort of get to the, the position they're in. So they've had friendly ties as well, so they're not shit and they're not. Sort of, uh, we're not to, to think the farmers or anything because it is a you know, maybe not a grand old European team, but it isn't a sort of a minnow or anything. Um, so it's it's worth us taking for serious, but I, I think we can get away with starting Ben Davies again, maybe giving Matt Dockerty two games back to back and saving Oria and on for the weekend and, and stuff like that. Cause then... uh,
0: it'll be interesting to know now with Bale and Bale, I guess, in particular. Doing what he's doing, whether or not he is seen as a league player or a Europa League player. I I, oh, I
1: think he's elite. I think he's made the the, the change now. He's part of the, that's that's that team now. That front four is kind of cemented. The only one that I'd have questions about is is Delhi. I'd kind of uh, hopefully we get to see if La Celso fit enough to play yet or not. I think he's. I think Dan Kilpatrick said he's he, the, in the last.
0: Press conference, Mourinho said he's a couple of weeks off still, but yeah, but
1: Mourinho still does the old school yeah, thing of does, talking no. shite about that. I'll never forget the uh, the son injury, the long son injury <laughs> before the fucking Old Trafford away where I took him out of my fantasy team. Um, but yeah, he, he, I, I kind of there's been a few rumours that he might leave as well recently, which I don't understand because anytime he's been fit, he's played, he's just never fucking fit, so it's not that's not like our fault and it's, well, it's not as
0: if for Fabrizio Romano wasn't it, talking about a potential mm. swap for Dybala or him being used as a make weight in us going back for Dybala again which you know but who knows you yeah. um, know where where does
1: Dybala fit into this team
0: yeah uh, but also, that
1: would suggest that Bale isn't coming back if we
0: get him. Yeah, I mean, because isn't he? Deval is one of those sort of players where you just think, we'll make it work somehow. Like, he's got that ability. Oh, yeah. Where... You,
1: if, if you can get him, then you do what you can to get him.
0: But uh... I do know what you mean, though. In a, in a, in an actual practical sense, you are like, you know, are we turning into one of those Man United type teams that just gets good players and hopes it all work? Um, yeah, yeah. Which is what it would be a bit, um, uh, yeah. I mean, it is interesting though because it, there does seem to be that that kind of consensus, um, on, on Fulham, like you're saying. Um, I think it was a guy called Herbs that said it in the Instagram live last night that this is the type of game Fulham, uh, that Spurs would have lost, you know, or drawn in the past few weeks. But we have stopped that rot. Um, we put a quest, you know, a thing out asking for questions. Um, a guy called Ben Woolley as well, at Ben Woody Woolley, has said, are people not giving Fulham enough credit um, that Spurs were poor last night? And I think we've sort of covered it off. I don't think Spurs were particularly poor. I think we, you know, Fulham just played very well. And I think if we can replicate that form against a team like Palace, then we should be all right. So I wouldn't be overly surprised to maybe maybe see a Stevie or a Lucas start this one and Bale maybe not start. But it's hard to drop a player like Bale at the moment, really, isn't it? Because I think you said it.
1: I think we need to save him because you just don't want to overdo it yeah. with him. Like but, I was even surprised he came on in that other Europa League game. I thought he was just going to not be, even be in the squad, to be honest, and have a night off. I just wonder if
0: it's like I guess we we put that more in the context of whether we keep him for another year or not. But Bale's almost worked himself into that place now where if you don't start him in a game and you don't play very well, he becomes the point of oh look, Mourinho didn't start Bale and that's why Spurs didn't play well. You know, kind it's, of. It's, but it's, I think it's...
1: I think there's other circumstances that I would add. Personally, prefer him not to even be involved on Thursday whatsoever. I agree. Oh like well, wait,
0: it, I, no, I'm talking about Palace. This is on, yeah, Palace oh, no, on the weekend. No
1: Palace, I think he needs to start. Yeah, uh, but against Zagreb, I think he, he's. Um, I don't think he should be involved.
0: No, and I think uh, there's Delhi. I think
1: there's an argument to start Delhi. Oh, I think um,
0: Delhi will start. I think Delhi will definitely start in Europa.
1: Um, yeah, if you go with Vinicius, Bergvain, Mora, uh, Delhi. Uh, winks, that sort of a side Um, we should be okay.
0: Yeah. Um we've we've had another question from Steve Shearman um at Steve underscore Shearman who now asks, Are we now praying that Serge and Reggie are always fit? I mean, definitely for our like North London derby you want those two, right? Like without Yeah. Although,
1: question. yeah I mean it's it's quite stark that we're we're that reliant on Sergio, yeah. But, um, otherwise, it's fine. Is, do you reckon there's any there's any sort of um, questions being asked, and not maybe not asked inside the club, but anybody wondering about the thing behind letting Walker Peters go um, rather than just giving five, ten more million for Hybey?
0: I don't know, mate. See, I'm. I've got because that's a weird on... deal. It, it it is, but I've also got I've got thoughts on Walker Peters. Like, I think. I do like the lad. He's obviously doing very well at Southampton, but he did get chances at Spurs and he he was never bad. He, I I always liked him. For example, I thought the Barcelona game in the Champions League. Yeah, I mean, I don't he cocked up if we're going to be really harsh about it, but you know, he cocked up on the halfway line. It was capitalized upon by a, a world-class footballer. So you can only scrutinize a young player chucked in at the new camp away so far, and other than that moment, he had a brilliant game against Barcelona away, and yep. I think there was always a lot of promise there, but it just seemed to be that I don't know, I always felt with Walker-Peters that he just, he he, he was always in his own head a bit too much, and maybe we could have given him, you know another loan to Southampton something like that, Seen him just develop a bit further um but i don't i'm I, I can't really go against my own sort of opinion at the time which was i think it was probably in everybody's best interests to let him go at that moment and from, yeah, you know, I, I I just think it's probably a bit revisionist. I'm not saying that's. What oh yeah, it's doing. definitely
1: it's definitely revisionist. I'm yeah. fully cop to that. Yeah, but um, I
0: didn't mean it even so much with you. I just mean that like there is this whole look, look how Dorty's worked out, and look how Walker I don't Peters th- I don't I don't ba-
1: ba- I don't by any means think that had we kept Walker Peters and we'd be now like sat on our neck our right back for the next ten years. I think we'd still need to have to dip into the market again. Yeah. But we might actually have two right backs that we'd be more comfortable in playing. Um, but it's, it's shocking that there's nobody in the... Well, there might be somebody in the academy that we, we fancy playing, but... What's it? Is it? Um, Lavinia. George, is it Marsh?
0: I don't know, but we had Lavinia play the other night, didn't we?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, there are players um, coming through, but it's, yeah, maybe give him a run out. Fuck knows. like... I, I kind of want to see um, Dane Scarlett start again. Yeah. Because that, that boy is... Uh, you got something about him. Every time he comes on, I almost the way that Mourinho talks about him, it sounds as if he's a leapfrog try parrot as well, because parrot's gone to Ipswich and done fuck all.
0: Yeah. Um Although I'll never forget Harry Kane, that's the only thing I guess. This is this it? is true, but
1: Harry Kane, I don't think he went anywhere and did fuck all. I think he was like injured at Leicester and Norwich. Yeah, I don't like think
0: Harry Kane with with un, unscrupulous characters off the pitch either, as is What's alleged. This? As is alleged. What's the alleged? Um, I miss this i don't want people coming after me mate. that's the only thing no I'm, uh, apparently he's like just quite good friends with uh the uh the the sons of certain dodgy irish characters shall we say oh
1: well, the the type that get involved with sort of um making boxing matches and that sort of thing
0: perhaps yeah
1: oh, right okay oh i, I didn't know but um, you know, each to their
0: own. Yeah, he was. I think he was pictured. <laughs> he was pictured on some big, like, crime baron's yacht or something like that. It was what I've seen. And I mean, right, put that stuff aside, which could just be tabloid talk. You know, Harry Kane also wasn't tea bagging his international teammates and all that sort of stuff as well. I don't know if you've seen that video, but
1: no, who's teabagging their international oh, teammates?
0: God, Troy Parrott. Have you not seen it? Oh,
1: is he just the wrong one? It, well, it's
0: it's a bit of like rugby lad banter. There's a there's a, a video emerged of the the Irish teammates. Hold- it's
1: not like the Saliba video, is it? It's
0: not far off, mate. Th- so they're holding down one of the the young lads, um, and Troy Parrott goes over and like rests his cock and balls on his
1: face. Here's the thing, right? And I want to make like a PSA for young men here. These are the type of lads that will be like, "Oh no, I'm not gay," and they'll probably be like probably quite overtly homophobic, be like behind closed, not even behind closed doors, probably public, publicly and like, just, you know, you know, the type of bravado and stuff that I'm on about. Yeah, When you do shit door. like that, <laughs> it's not, you're not helping your case. It is it is more sort of, I don't know what the, the phrase would be like, just homoerotic than I think they realise it is. Uh, you know, like, it's a bit Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> um, but it's just, it, I find that behaviour so fucking peculiar. Not because there's all wrong with it, if you're doing it in a way where you actually enjoy it, but, like, trying to pass it off as a joke or that it's funny is just fucking weird.
0: I, I just think, ultimately, the bottom line is when genitals come into play, things get serious. So just, just, you know, just think about that.
1: And there's levels to it as well. You know, like you know when you're a kid or something you grow out of it but like it's funny to like maybe the occasionally whack your mate in the balls and it hurts and stuff mm. like that it's, it's funny and even like the other europa league game or something when jafet got a ball a ball to the bollocks like it was less funny because that looked like it really hurt but there is a moment where you kind of wince and go oh i know Country that sort of been thing there.
0: yeah exactly
1: but well, nobody's going, oh, do you remember that time we pinned down a mate and teabashed him? Yeah. It's <laughs> just well, fucking weird, man. I'm
0: surprised you don't, though, mate. You're a rugby lad, aren't you? So a Rugby it's... league, though, so yeah. we're not fucking weird
1: Tories. No, you're just getting tear-ups yeah, and pubs. Less so that, but rugby league's a family game with the most progressive sport, I think, in the country, genuinely. the um, uh, Secretly so. Uh, but I've written about in that in the past. But nobody needs to hear me uh, eulogise about the greatest sport in the world.
0: <laughs> it's not better than football, mate. I'm sorry. It genuinely, is. Oh, I can't. I will hear it. Um, and the people that are
1: involved in it are better people as well. Uh,
0: Daniel Platt. So he wasn't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give Daniel a second airing because he he wasn't very happy that we didn't specifically answer his question last time.
1: That's because Daniel. I'm gonna be honest with you I was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was slightly kind to you when I tweeted you back, but I think you thought your question was smarter than it was last week. Oh because, shit, son! Because it's sort of, as we, as you, as you said to me, Jack, I'm gonna drop you in it as well. Like, if you take something like that on face value, like how long do you string it out? Do you sort of go that was Potch any good, or did he just get a really good squad at the right time and the generational talent who hadn't been used properly and
0: stuff like that? So it's it true.
1: I mean, just try to try to come up with any sort of. Um, any sort of good conclusion after one game or anything is, is just a bit, um, a bit silly. For anybody I that own... wasn't
0: aware, Daniel's original question was: How much could we thank Mourinho for the 4 0 win over Burnley, or could Tim Sherwood have done it? You know, that was, that was it. But uh, his his question this week, anyhow. Um, I do quite like it. I'm not, I'm not expecting something on the
1: spot, but. It, it, could Meal Warnock have won 1 0 away at Fulham? It can, <laughs> it,
0: can, <laughs> it can be an open one for the listeners as well, this. Um, can somebody please come up with a chant for Delhi that A, isn't a shit version of Meza Ozil's chant, B, doesn't laud him being better than a guy that's just been shipped off to Turkey, or C, doesn't use the name that he doesn't enjoy hearing? Um, I don't think you're ready for this deli. There you go. Oh, get, that's nice. Quite like the idea of a load of Brexit dads singing Bootylicious on the on the terraces when we're all allowed back in there. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. could be something in that, maybe.
1: Yeah, I, the thing with that is the the ones that are are um are a bit ambitious with sort of tune and and things like that never really take off because I don't think people are that comfortable going outside of the. Comfort zones. It takes something quite special to um, to kind of get a new song into the canon of, of acceptable football tunes. There's there's
0: usually a reason for that. I remember one particular offence a few a few years back, which was people trying to make a. a it was like the Scooby Doo theme with Etienne Um and it was yeah. It was one of those, you could hear like a little pocket of people trying to do it and just everybody being like,
1: nah, lads.
0: Like.
1: The one that I tried to, to start on Twitter a few years ago, that I'm genuinely annoyed to this day that it hasn't been taken up and I, I welcome Everton fans to to take this because it is a genuinely, across my heart, completely original idea that I, I was for a short time convinced would be the greatest chant in the world and, and I'd be lauded for and, and made famous for is... Uh, uh, Guilfi Sigursson to the tune of Sally Cinnamon, and it never happened. <laughs> and it works perfectly. And I think I even wrote some words around it, um, in terms of not just you know the name scanning, but actually some you know, like a chant around it as well. And just, nobody ever, nobody ever listened to me. And I think it would would have been fantastic. We've
0: had a question again.
1: I've not answered that man's question for a two weeks running now. I, I
0: think um, you. Ju- I think you've just got a vendetta against him, mate. That's. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it. And like, I think this is. Gonna... I can't.
1: I, I can't on the fly come up with a chant for Delhi Ali I'll. I'll, uh, Dele, I'll. I'll. Um. I'll try and. Yeah.
0: If it. anyone can. If anyone can think of one that lives up to that criteria, so basically it can't be off the back of an Arsenal chant and it can't say Ali in it. Then you know, come up with it. But uh, yeah. There we go. Um, we've had a question from Jack Bell at Dingers93 who says, who do you want in the next round of the Europa? A for ease and B for glamour. Um, let's go for Arsenal. Oh, give me,
1: no, give me a fucking piss. I, I want I want piss easy draws for as long as possible. We've played so much football. The, the The longer that we can rotate comfortably, the better you know but i kind of think this is the the last round where we can get a piss easy draw to be honest
0: yeah a lot of people are shitting themselves about the prospect of getting arsenal and i get it but also you know high risk high rewards there's something it shouldn't be it shouldn't be but there's something to me that's so tempting about getting them in this like i would love i'd love to knock them out in europe i really would love yeah, to yeah but can
1: you imagine if the opposite happened
0: i can But I think, ultimately, I want to meet them before the final. Yeah, but
1: you're not not too close to the final then, because it has a chance That's why I was
0: saying I was quite up for it in this round.
1: Because not not for any other reason other than it would be in danger of becoming an Ajax and eclipsing the actual goal of winning a game like that. Because I think, um, not that this happened, but it kind of did happen was that, you know, a high that high in a semi-final, it's hard to replicate. And I'm not saying we wouldn't have been higher than that had we actually won the Champions League, but it just kind of, almost for Liverpool fans as well, like if you ask them about that campaign, they ain't going to be talking about the final. They're going to be talking about that that short corner and shit like that. So it's, um, uh, we'll see. I, I do, we're we're going to get, an, uh, the one English side that I thought we were going to get was Leicester and get knocked out by them, but they they absolutely shut their bed against them. Yeah, um, Brennan Rodgers
0: comes up short in Europe again there we go um i'd say you know i think the only thing for me that would top ajax is genuinely kane doing an aguero type moment on the last day to deny basically exactly the same <laughs> scenario city united but kane doing it to arsenal like i i honestly don't know how there are still any city fans alive after that if if you actually contextualise that if you think about yeah, what was yeah, at yeah. stake where they came from in that league game alone just mm-hmm. in that final fixture to then come back and win it in that fashion and to deny United at the same time the title how, how are they still breathing how did they not all just die in the sand it's
1: almost like it's a shit fan best <laughs> um
0: I do, well, in, right, in Do you terms know the of one thing, question, well, well, on.
1: while I've just slagged off City funds do you know the one thing I find weird about them And um, is that they, they do this thing like where they kind of go, oh, we don't care about the Champions League. Um, it's a competition we've got no history, and so we don't really, but we don't, we, it's not, it has no context for us. That's why we're not bothered about it, and we're not bothered about winning it. And then I actually saw one of them the other day write something along the lines of, maybe if we win it, I'll start caring about it. I was like, what, what fucking weirdo are you? Like, it's a Champions League. You've clearly grown up watching it just because your shitty little club, like, didn't make a fucking dot on its ass for centuries doesn't mean that it's it's got no context for you in your life. You've watched all the biggest clubs in Europe in it your entire life. Like, Tottenham don't really have a long history in that competition. We've got a European history and a proud one, and we now have a modern Champions League history. But it's not as if when we qualified for it. And you remember that night where we qualified for it? It was like one of the nine, pre-IAC, pre-IAC's greatest nights of my life. Never thought we'd even play in this tournament sort of thing. And, uh yeah, to kind of then just like fob it off and be like, it's almost beneath you because it, it's I just bullshit, find unf- mate. Like, it. Yeah, it I, I is I, absolute I, shite.
0: I, I I'll go full sincere. I'll honestly say I, am, I, yeah, I find it the most... Fun, brilliant, wonderful thing watching Tottenham in the Champions League. To it's me, like it a this, yearly World Cup. Yeah. It's the apex of football for me. Watching Tottenham in the Champions League. Every single time I see it, the big fucking ball thing in the centre, pitch, the music, I love I love it's it. It's not just that,
1: like I, I for my that. for like, what was it for me like 14, 15 years, the first 14, 15 years I was alive, I didn't see Tottenham in Europe and I grew up. You see all these black and white photos of us, you see the UEFA Cup pictures, you know the stories of the penalty shootouts and saves and all that sort of stuff. And then I remember that first game, I think we might have been away in Prague or Bruges or something like that. Somewhere
0: like
1: that, yeah. Under you right? Yeah, yeah, for our first game in the old UEFA Cup. And I just, it was the first time I'd ever seen Tottenham all in white for the reason we were all in white, and I was just like, Oh my god, this is this it's is special! Class. These are these are all the photos I'd seen for years, and I still get that same sense of wonder and sort of like tingle of anticipation every time they walk out and they're in all in white or they're away in on the continent at these famous clubs, even somebody like Dinamo Zagreb and stuff yeah. like that. Like,
0: this is it, mate. I still buzz off for of the Europa, I know I, it is, it's not the same as the Champions League. But when people do kind of bemoan the idea of playing on Thursdays, and I just don't hear it. And everyone's no. entitled to their own opinion, but I've always beaten this drum. Seeing Tottenham in Europe is just, I just, for it's all those reasons. Yeah, I love it. Because like you say, I grew up most of the first half of my life not seeing it, always yep. always clamouring for us to finish. I'm not
1: quite at a place where I take it for granted yet nah, either. No, nah, no,
0: nah, not at all. Even, even the dead rubber rounds early on, I, just I mean love it, them. I'm like I'm, it. I'm, I'm, them I'm,
1: I'm less enamored by it. like if we, if we have to play fucking Carabag or something like that. I'm not buzzing my tits off like. No, it. I'm not buzzing about it. But at the same time, <laughs> I I see that the it's a means to an end. Exactly because
0: now I'm looking at a yeah. When I'm I'm looking at who we could be playing next. You've got all right. We play them in the league all the time, so It's not quite the same. But you know, United, Milan, Ajax, you know, Olympiakos, Roma. There's, there's decent teams like that. I'd love to get a, a round like draw against somebody like Rangers. I think that would probably be quite a good laugh. Yeah, and um, we'd dick them as well. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like, so in terms of who would be, so it's, it's got to be the winner of Slavia Prague or Rangers or the winner of Granada versus Moulder, right? Though that's
1: yeah, Granada are, are decent though. Yeah, but I
0: mean, come on, again, still. Oh yeah, right. yeah,
1: obviously. I mean, given who's left, but yeah. they they aren't they aren't shit.
0: In terms of prestige, it would be out of them all. It would be AC Milan, or I wouldn't want Ajax because I kind of feel like they'd want, they'd really. I kind revenge. of want
1: Roma. We've we've never played Roma, have we? Like in the recent history, we. I don't, no, we have. Less in like a pre-season friendly.
0: They, no, we played them in the Europa League a few years, but did we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few. Years I don't ago. remember that. So
1: like, oh. Didn't we? But was it
0: not Lazio? Uh, oh yeah, it might be Lazio, and then the it was the Roma fans that were horrible to us before, um, but yeah. I, d- I do like to think that we have played them though. Tottenham, is, I'm just going to do them. Maybe yeah, I'm Google literally now. doing the same thing. Cause that's an interesting Tottenham Roma head. To International K.
1: Champions Cup is the last time we played them. Well, that,
0: you yeah, know that's that's prestigious, isn't it? <laughs> um, most recently. Put- No, it doesn't seem to be. It doesn't seem to be that we have. There you go. I want Roma. There you go. Yep, yeah, Roma. I don't know if this is the same prestige as AC Milan, though. I mean, it'd be nice to see. Oh, it's it not playing but I kinda, the I like Ciro roma before it gets ripped down as well. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. another thing. Um,
1: Speaking of, of things getting ripped down, I am. I, um, I probably want to go to Goodison again because, um, you know, they're they're cracking on with their new uh, thing by the river again, and. Um, Goodison now when it's on telly reminds me of the lane. Yeah, I kind of want to. I love it. I, I almost miss that random pull that stops you seeing something happen, like the that wooden nostalgia. Benches. Yeah, right. Um, like I want to, and it's not like a. It's an old stadium with history, and like. Actual nostalgia built into it that isn't the same as like somewhere like Turf Moor that's just old and shit. Like there's there's nothing joyous about Turf Moors wooden seats. That's just because Burnley are a shit club. Like <laughs> Goodison Park is actually a a traditional English football ground, and we it's probably the last one we've got left to a decent standard because the rest of them, even though you know we've got Old Trafford Illinois, and all and though, so far, it? they've all been yeah they've all been updated. And yeah. it, you know, early '90s, mid '90s, all that sort of stuff. They've all had work done to them, so they're all sort of random hodgepodge pieces of architecture that maybe exterior is somewhat reminiscent of the original stadium, but internally they're not. They're not the beast they used to be. Whereas Goodison is, it's probably the same now as it was the day they fucking built it. I know it's not, but you know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I do know. I mean, we've had one, and I'm sure this is uh, in no way a. uh a leading question. We've had one from Moo Anon um, who asks us if we still don't make Champions League football via the league or Europa League, do you think Mourinho should stay? Uh, I'll happily say absolutely not. I think it's got to be minimum minimum requirement for him. If he doesn't get it this summer then I'm happy to see him
1: go. Do you reckon, Um, just to play a devil's advocate, do you reckon if he wins the Carabao Cup but doesn't get Champions League he stays?
0: No. It's not good. I you can't be paying somebody fifteen million pounds, I'm one of the highest paid coaches in like in in yeah, yeah, yeah. international football to to do that. Like. I am in agreement. Yeah. Um,
1: right. Shall we leave it there, brother?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So, if you have enjoyed Rule the Ridge podcast. Just keep listening to it, basically. Um, yeah,
1: spread the word. Our numbers are going up at a rate that is only comparable to that, what was it, GameStop the other week. That's and it. The, that's that's my cultural that's
0: record. That's it. I've heard Elon Musk is going to be investing in us.
1: He's a fucking weirdo, isn't
0: he? he? Yeah, yeah. There's there's something that I I just quite like. Anyone
1: from... with that amount of money is fucking weird, really.
0: Yeah, well, look at fucking Army Hammer, like that's. Oh,
1: but that's a conversation for another
0: day. Yeah, that's some strange stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I've sort of I've, I've always had a bit of affection for Elon Musk so after he said "pedo guy" about that <laughs> other
1: guy. But it is like something you would have tweeted, to be fair. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so follow us on Instagram as well. Rule the Rich Pods. We are doing. IG live after games so watch those and don't mug us off but interact and we will give you a shout out maybe I don't know depends how we're feeling um but yeah share the pod come on you Spurs